Welcome. My name is Terrence Abney. And this is Travis Poppleton. And welcome to the Connecticut Show. Where each week we uh, we take a new look at New England. And um, last week, if you were listening, and first of all, I want to apologize about my voice. I've been talking all day and we're coming in and I, I have a, a, my horse, my, my voice is a little bit hoarse, I think we could say. Um, and my voice is a little bit sick still. Yeah, Terrence. It's my fault. If you, you notice a couple of recordings from there, last right? week, you weren't here. So we had to play this old, a little bit embarrassing, kind of old school, <laughs> a year ago pilot episode uh, that we shared with the world. And and it was good memories. It was good times. We were we were out in the trees. We had microphones. You were attacked by a bird. I mean, as far as yes. pilot episodes go, it was a pretty good one. Uh, but we had to run it because you were not here last week. Yes, I was feeling achy. Um, I got the C-19 and I was a little achy. At, at first when I talked to you, though, I was ready to go. It, as Travis remembers, I was like, I can do this. I'm fine. No pains. Feeling pretty good. That, then yeah, no, two I was, hours later. Yeah, was it wasn't two hours. <laughs> I, uh, I asked him the day before because uh, I'm, not, I'm not especially sensitive to it. It seems like the regulations have relaxed a little bit. And as long as you were wearing a mask, I was fine being in the studio with you. So I asked you how you were feeling. You were like, I'm good. We'll be good. No worries. Well, we we're going to record outside. Were we? Yeah, oh, that's come right. To my house. That's right. We weren't going to come in studio because we didn't want to get anybody here sick. Yes. Look at us being we're, responsible. We're, we're kind of considerate, everyone. Yeah. When you hear us tell people, we were some of the nicest people you'll ever meet from pseudo New England. Pseudo from New England. Which way did I say that? Uh, however you want to say that. I, I, I think they see what you're saying. What's interesting is that I didn't even remember that, which means you were actually the nice one because in my view, <laughs> I would have just come in. Yes, we had planned, just like our pilot episode, mm-hmm. to do another episode outside so that there was social distancing involved. We'd have one mic way down at the end of one, you know, the table and I'd be on the other end and, and we'd still, you know, be able to do the show. But, uh, right, two hours later, and it wasn't like the next time I actually checked with you was the next day. So what happened? Oh, it started winning. <laughs> so I, I was winning. I won the first round, and then the second round was to COVID. You know, I uh, got aches, and it, I got aches, and I was really chilly. And I started, I started thinking like, "Am I getting sick?" And I kept thinking I'd be fine. And because remember, I was at home with the kids. You were by myself, and yeah. so I'm like doing things. I'm like, it's probably because I've just been up all night moving. And then I looked in the mirror and I was sweating bullets. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when, I, that's when I realized I shouldn't be sweating bullets and be so cold at the same time. Right. Let me check my temperature 101.5. And yeah, that's a telltale it, sign. And then the H kicked in, and I was still willing. I was thinking maybe it'll be better in the morning. It, it was not. By the time I spoke to you again, as you said, I was like, uh, I think that's the thing I text you. COVID is winning. <laughs> COVID won like rounds two, three, and four. I have, I've yet to get COVID. There have been people in my house who have had it. Uh, clearly, neighbors have had it. I've been, I've had plenty of opportunities and, and have not had it yet. But I will tell you the aftermath of getting the shot, the vaccine, has been so awful. That now right. I'm just willing to risk whatever COVID could bring 
uh, both the booster and the vaccine. Uh, you know, I was doing somersaults mentally with how just sick and horrible I felt. And so to say, do you want to do that for sure? Or do you want to risk COVID? Uh, right. It's it's hard to to do my civic duty or however you want to pitch that <laughs> uh, and go get another booster shot because it's 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 certain death for me when I go one way and the other way is uh, still hasn't happened. Right. So anyway, we're wel- welcoming you back. We're glad to have you. Glad to see you healthy. I'm sorry, everyone. I did miss you all, but yes, it's good to be back. Good to see you. Being the good to be in the studio with the best producer in the nation right now. I would say the world, but I haven't seen the world yet. So best producer in the nation. Yeah, we actually, yeah, we, we did have a producer for our first show. We were excited, and then uh, she went off to university. So now we're we're kind of both doubling as everything else. You said that in the true um, England way. Did I? Went to university. Is that not how we say it in the States? Is that? I don't know anybody that says it like that in the States. <laughs> uh, I don't know where I picked that up. Maybe that's West Coast. But... Maybe. I don't know why that's uh, why that's my thing. But yeah, no, I've always said, yeah, that she's gone to university. That's yeah. not, huh. I, I, would say, I say go to college. They've gone to college. Even though university is probably the more appropriate term. I mean, they could go to college. There are colleges and universities and, 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 and right. many different types of schools. I think university is appropriate for where she went, but I don't know that I've ever broken this down logically. But actually, this is strangely, accidentally, a great tie-in for what we want to talk about today. Let's do it. So, Fried we, butter. What's that? Oh, no, go ahead. No, not, not more <laughs> fried butter. Uh, no, although the big E did come up, we have started to receive some listener feedback. And, and some really great comments. Um, and I'll say not 100% listener feedback, but we have received some listener feedback and we've also Indeed. received uh, information from locals who have great ideas for the shows uh, and then people who have solicited or sent in to info at Connecticut.show, which you're totally welcome to do. And let me just take a moment because I always forget this. Bon Bon Vivant let us in. Uh, so if you like the intro song, check out Bon Bon Vivant. But going back to... Uh, info at Connecticut.show, you can go ahead and send us your suggestions or your questions, or if you just go to Connecticut.show online, uh, there's a web form that you can fill out. So we've started to receive some feedback. We've started to have some conversations with our listeners and and people interested in the show. And um, one of the things, I would say several of the things, is just the language here. Right. Uh, When they talk about being new to New England, there were both people from New England and people new to New England who are like, make sure you let people know on your show about this phrase or that phrase. Yeah. My favorite one was, I think, Grinder, because that's one of the ones I did not know. And yeah. I would hear it a lot. And people would say, I'm going to get a Grinder. And I never asked what it was. I was like, oh, okay, go get a Grinder. And I, <laughs> I always assumed it was something like grinding or grading, at least. And as you all know who are from here, a grinder is basically a sub sandwich or, you know, a sandwich with two big pieces of long bread. Grinder, I, I, I haven't asked the, lingu- the language behind it, the, the history behind why grinder, but yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was one for me just too. Uh, it took me a while to figure that out. Yeah. I'd, I'd never heard that until I'd come here as well. Uh, actually, I want to, I want to go to an open-ended one that neither of us can answer. And then we'll come back to kind of the, the classics. Um, someone said, quote, ask what you call the night before Halloween and you can peg what part of New England and even Connecticut people are from. 
and and there's no context to this and i didn't take the the time to to look it up and i'm wondering how many different ways are there to say the night before halloween and then how is that possible how how is that possible possibly regional you know right um especially in such a, a tight area i would expect yeah. that the same would be said of you know people in boston as, as connecticut whatever it is i don't even know what it is well the part that says what the what part of new england and even connecticut people are from connecticut is not california and we've been right. elaborated it's not it's not texas texas it's not alaska i'm like what yeah is that, and then she goes on to say also the aas american antiquarian society in worcester is a fabulous research archive with amazing programs i don't know anything about this but i think it's important to note that worcester and I hope I'm pronouncing that right, is spelled W-O-R-C-E-S-T-R. And I called that Worcester for longer than I should have. Oh, really? Yeah. Or it's Worcester, actually. It's Worcester. It's like with a U sound. So it's W-O-R, and it's actually kind of a, a whoosh. It's Worcester. Am I right? Help That's me out right. here. That is, that is how people pronounce it. Okay. Well, excuse me. I should say that is... <laughs> That's how it's pronounced, Worcester, Worcester, yeah. Connecticut. <laughs> Not an accusation there. That is how it's pronounced. Uh, I was the problem very much in this scenario. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I, I called it Worcester or uh, something along those lines. And then my, um, someone who was driving with me was just like, it's Worcester. Like just, right. like, just in frustration, in low voice, like you can't, you can't call it that to, anymore. To to save you the embarrassment when yeah. we get here. <laughs> the reason I, the reason I found that out is because I was going up to do something at Worcester Poly, Polytechnical Institute, right? At WPI, and Whoopee. they said the name of the university, right? And so as I'm going there and I saw it, of course, I'm like, is that where we're going? Because <laughs> right, this, this, right. No, if, if, if I'm looking, not the spelling of the place that I think we're going. If I'm looking at this phonetically, that is not what I would have come up with. Yeah, no. So yeah, that's one of those I, words. There's there's several places like that, and even some that are pretty close. I've always thought it was Coventry, and you're like, no, dude, it's Coventry. Coventry, it's yes. Coventry. I had to ask that one too. Yeah, don't don't embarrass me next time we're out of going to Coventry, and that's like around the corner, and like it took me years to figure out uh, how to sound that one out. Um, but interestingly enough, on that note, someone said Connecticut accents depend on area. And this is really interesting to me, too, because I've never noticed a Connecticut accent. Have you? Have you noticed any just in this state before we move on to the rest of New England? Um, and someone else like commented below that. They were like, hey, Connecticut accents are a real thing. And I've never been to an area where I've noticed any any difference in in the way people are pronouncing things it's all it's all sounded very neutral to me a distinguishing accent i have never heard and we know right. that you know and we are intelligent enough to know that everybody actually does have an accent to our listeners sure yeah, absolutely but yes just, just to be clear but what we're saying is there's nothing that distinguishable unique about a connecticut accent so the way people talk here that makes me think like oh you, yo you must be from Greenwich. Right. You must be from, you know, stores. Now, I've never seen that before. Now, now let's let's move that on. And, and here's a story that I have, because I would have said the same thing about Boston. And I know that traditionally and the way that movies tell it uh, and even commercials 
uh, people will play up a Bostonian accent. Right. And I'm sure it's there, and I'm sure it's more prevalent because I've not knocked door to door, and I haven't had a lot of conversations with people in the city. I've had a few. Um, but one day I was catching the ferry out to Martha's Vineyard. Mm-hmm. And the woman who was like getting people ready to go onto the ferry asked the question. Um, she said, "What'd you pack?" And and I thought I didn't pack anything. Like I honestly looked at her with this blank face and thought I didn't pack anything. <laughs> so she could tell I didn't understand. <laughs> she could tell I didn't understand. And she was like, "What'd you pack?" And I I was just so lost. And I looked over to the person next to me, and they're like, "She's asking where you parked." And that was the first time like I'd heard a legitimate New England difference or, or something noticeable right. to me. Um, before that, I felt like, I don't know, maybe I just, maybe I just don't have an ear for it. Maybe I'm not actively picking up on, on little fluctuations and uh, idiosyncrasies, but that was the first time I was like, oh, this is, this is a new enough experience that I'm noticing what someone would call a traditional Bostonian accent. Yeah. I think with me, most people are usually asking me where I'm from because they pick up on my accent. Uh, and here we go. I don't I don't notice that you have an accent. Yeah. I don't think I have one either. You don't. Es- especially compared to my other friends and families from the South. I think they may have a larger one, but I, I would always get, always get asked that. I, I would say this. If you think you're coming to a place where you're going to hear uh, a lot of like the Hollywood versions of of areas you can probably find it you know where i did notice it was new york and not not often but i would hear i would hear um you know a little bit more of the traditional expected um accent from like brooklyn or queens not again not too often but occasionally you would hear it and you'd be like oh that must be someone who's lived here a lot longer because i also feel like new york and i might be totally wrong on this is um is a place of fluctuation i don't feel like people live there for necessarily for a very long time and and you can help me out because you have don't you have relatives in brooklyn yes yeah there is an accent to new york and i understand what you're saying like you do you do hear it it's what is what i would call when i was younger a northern or new york accent especially that language and that they you, you know they have their own vernacular their own their own slang that's of course, being from the South, that was always mad cool. Because like, we always want to talk. Again, we meant what New York's that mecca. Right, you know, right, we right. Always, yeah. You always want to imitate it. What, one of my favorite things I heard in New York, I know this is a New England show, but one of my favorite things I heard in New York was, uh, no, I haven't I haven't heard of that since the Dodgers left Brooklyn. <laughs> and I just thought that is the greatest measurement of time. Right. <laughs> I have no idea when the Dodgers left Brooklyn. But that's great that you know that. Like that's great that that's a, a measurement of time that people are okay with there. Like I love that. That was one of my yeah. my favorite colloquialisms. Yeah, they have a lot. Oh, by the way, everyone, this reminds me. If you can tell us why New York is not part of New England, please email us or hit us up some type of way. Me and Travis ponder this sometimes. We feel like, well, no, excuse me, I don't want to speak for Travis right now. Yeah, don't speak for me. I feel like in this low voice that it should be part of New England. <laughs> and that makes it more serious. Right. Uh, because it wraps around. Like, I don't know. I don't know that everybody knows. I mean, you, you look at a map of the United States, it wraps up and around New England. And it goes all the way up to Canada. 
it could be almost maybe do people consider it Midwest? We've had this conversation before too. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get off of New York though, because this again this is a New what, England show. But it's, talking it, about? it's hard not to talk about New York when and I, you're in New England. Yeah, and I think especially because we're in Connecticut, we're part of that tri-state, and I, I love that we're part of the, the tri-state. Uh, okay, so of the comments that we got, and we got quite a few. What was another one that stood out to you, Terrence? Oh, the um, the Ruder. We're retired. We're a retired military family, so I lived all over. Moving here was the first time I cried at a new location <laughs> because people were ruder than I was used to enduring. Yeah, I used to think New England was just abrupt in manner. Husband's from Massachusetts, but when I baked cookies to bring to a neighborhood to introduce myself. Travis is laughing because Travis baked cookies also. I don't think Travis got told this. Yeah, I did but, not. <laughs> but did, well, didn't bake cookies, but did go house to house. But back to this post. But when I baked cookies to bring <laughs> to a neighbor to introduce myself, I was told to get a hobby and the door is shut in my face. My advice, patience and stay true to yourself. Not everyone will like that, but it took a while to find the gems and the rocks. The fact that somebody <laughs> told you to get a life, oh my god, or get a hobby, get, it, get a hobby. So like, yeah, I, you, so I want to be clear. <laughs> That's funny. I expected more of that when I moved to New England and didn't get it because people would always say people aren't as nice up here as they are in the South. But just, but this story seems so egregiously. <laughs> Yeah, rude. to be clear, it's not funny to the, the person who shared it. Like, that, that's really heartbreaking that that happened. But I will say, as a, as, a, as a testament of how abrupt people could be here, um, I would say that's an extreme example that you knock on the door with cookies and, and the response isn't thank you or what house are you from, but instead to, right. to go get a hobby. Um, I will say that there was a, a cross-examination on that, and someone actually challenged that the South is fake nice. I don't know if you saw that return comment. Yes. Um, but they were like, hey, look, we are actually, we say what we mean, and you need to get used to the fact that that's not nice or not nice. In fact, it just saves everyone time. And then they compared it to the South and said it's, it's fake nice in the South, and that's not any better. And yeah. you being from the South, I feel like this is totally your segment. You can speak to all of this. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know many people who are fake nice because I see the same things here. Some people will stop and have a conversation. They Do they really care? Probably not. And same at the same time, I think people do just wave just to wave in the South. Or they say hello just to say hello in the South oftentimes. So I don't think it's fake per se. I just think people are being genuinely neighborly or genuinely, I wouldn't call it nice. They're just being neighborly. They're just speaking. It's just something that people do almost, I will say, almost out of habit sometimes. Whereas here, it happens, but it tends to happen a little less. People will, people will say hello, but sometimes when I'm standing outside, like if I give the, if I had to give a estimate, a rough estimate at home, well, at my, at my mother's house now where she's from down in, you know, South Carolina, Georgia area, I stand outside and eight out of 10 cars might wave at me. I might know most of them, but a lot of people I don't it's just, they'll just wave as they pass by 
Here, that number goes down to maybe three or four out of ten. And, uh, and they might wave back. Oh, tra- oh boy, here we go. Go ahead, Travis, go ahead. I, I just like <laughs> to put a note here. There's a little, oh, there you go. There's a little bit of a, <laughs> of false narrative here. This, this is generally true, what Terrence is saying. But if you knew Terrence, you would know that this is a pretty inaccurate account <laughs> everybody knows terrence 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 and i will be in a different city going down the street and he'll be pointing at houses and he'll be going oh that's fritz house uh, he usually does his lawn on wednesdays i, I know because i'm running <laughs> by here and i say hi to him so what will happen is cars will go by while terrence and i are out doing something and they will they will so deliberately wave at terrence and not me <laughs> Uh, but but I will he's say he's been saving this up because <laughs> he told me he was going to bring this up and he had it. Yeah, I, I forgot about this. Yeah, so touche, touche. What I will say is Terrence has earned it. Uh, Terrence is a very friendly neighbor. Terrence is someone who talks to everybody, and I am the exact opposite. So so we're not talking uh, something that is unearned. I do not feel uh, <laughs> I I do not feel uh, in any way jealous of this. I, I feel like, and in fact, this is perfect New England. Because you've earned every one of those relationships, <laughs> it was never given freely. So I think that's fair. So yes, in the Touché. south, maybe it's given a little more freely, and you really have to earn those hellos here. Touche. You know what? I will give you a point on that. I can I can see that point. Thank you. Because because to your point, but just because somebody didn't wave at me the first time doesn't mean I'm not gonna wave them wave them again. I'm gonna wave to them every time, especially in the neighborhood, because. I'm like this. It's the neighborhood, Mister Mister and Mrs. Rogers. Do you think you would win them over just waving to them? Because I do wave quite a bit, because that's as far as my social energy goes. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't go that next step to be like. And by the way, uh, what's the name of your dog? Which I know you right. do. You probably know the name of every dog that walks up and down our neighborhood. Um, Not a bit dog person. But... I, I'm more of a hey, hey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's as far as I go. And you were like, Hey, how's your mother doing? How, how are your kids? As, aren't they like, you know, what college they went to? I was about to say university and then I, I wanted to make sure I was proper, but, um, <laughs> you, you, you know, you know where they're working. Like you, you really know people, you go out of your way. You're a fantastic neighbor and that's, that's not me. So I actually think that's a great thing to bring up. You can earn that level of camaraderie social capital so to speak yeah yeah um but it is earned i think it's earned here right you know that's two points if scorekeeper you keeping track of this two points for travis yeah two points for me and i think going back to this story again there's a weird it's expectations and expectations right because i would expect that somebody might not eat my cookies (laughs) <laughs> but they wouldn't they wouldn't slam a door in my face and tell me to get a hobby. Maybe my hobby is baking cookies and giving them to people, by the way, just to be clear. Right. But also <laughs> the fact that if it, you just move to this neighborhood, I just feel like I'm gonna see you again. What if my right? tire's flat? What if my need what if we're at the store and my battery needs charging? Like and I and that's the way, you know, <laughs> I think sometimes of like I got to see this person again, so I don't want to be a complete jerk. I don't want to be a jerk the first day. Maybe I'll be a day three or four jerk. Right, right. Yeah, no, I totally hear that. I uh, I totally agree with you as well that it may have been their hobby. There were so many assumptions made 
uh, before you tell somebody, <laughs> <laughs> go go get a hobby. There's so many assumptions made about that person. And what were you thinking? I, I want to go to yours. What was one of your favorites? And I could, or, or I should say for you, which one resonated with you the most? I have a feeling I know which one. Of the comments? Yes, of the comments. All right, Terrence, I'm, looking, I'm, I'm looking through, and, and what I think you're referring to is probably the one about the DMV. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, so when I first moved here, we, we like just rolled in on one of these cars, and I actually feel bad, Terrence. I'd love to ask what you thought walking by our house because like one of our cars just barely made it, and all of a sudden there's a car on our front lawn, and I wondered if like we were, uh, if we were thought of poorly because, uh, because we had a car that immediately needed attention, but we did take care of it right away. And one of the things that we did was go trade it in and we got a new car. Right. Um, and when we did so, the person selling us the car said, by the way, the DMV opens at like eight and you'll want to be there at like seven or seven thirty. And I thought that's that's hyperbolic it has to be because i've been to dmvs so many dmvs in california uh in utah right in australia i've been to dmvs right and they're fine you know they're not fun nobody right. likes going to the dmv and also with how high the taxes are here i actually assumed the DMVs would be like these palaces, you know, these like white polished floors and sparkling water lights. bubblers. Yes, exactly. Fountains for you. Because we pay a pretty premium. Maybe in taxes. Sp maybe sparkling water, right? Exactly. And we know it's not going to the roads. And we know it's not going to the DMVs now. So what I found out was that he was not wrong. And and I should have been there not at eight o'clock. I should have been there a half hour early. Although to be fair, I probably waited an hour or at mm -hmm. least 45 minutes. I could have done it waiting for the door to open or I could have done it waiting in line with, with so many people. But the DMV here is pretty extreme. And not only is it not well regulated, is it not codified very well in a way that moves people through, but, but the other thing is the requirements here are ridiculous. So I will read this for you. Moved here from Texas in March. Have been to New England many oh times. Goodness but only to Connecticut to go to Mohegan Sun. Fell in love with the state's beauty. This is all very lovely so far. Mohegan Sun is a casino, by the way. Very cool one. Uh, I would say most of our attractions, most of our large entertainment will go and perform at Mohegan Sun. They Absolutely. do a fantastic job. It's actually where the Connecticut Suns, our WNBA team plays. There's a, or at least sometimes. I don't know if that's like their home. It's their home, yeah. But there's a, there's a basketball stadium. There's a live arena. There's so many things to do there you can call it a casino but it's like our entertainment one of our i would say yeah, two entertainment areas to go to yeah. um so everything sounds great there is oh she's she's actually the one that or sorry he's actually the one that brought up the connecticut accent but then he goes on to say i read the wrong one <laughs> i thought it was from texas yeah if you have it go ahead and uh, yep so recently i moved here from texas biggest obstacle i've run into is to get my Texas driver's license transferred to a Connecticut driver's license. Connecticut requires a marriage license to link the birth to now name change. I was married for four, two years, Jackie Robinson number years ago, <laughs> <laughs> then divorced a few years later. So now I need to get a replacement marriage license from Texas before I can get my Connecticut driver's license. 
Loved it here. Happy with the move, but but the DMV is it's no joke. I so I got caught up when I went one time with a friend. I took somebody, and they had signed up for a time, and so I'm thinking, okay, you signed up for time, so it must get you in there quicker and get you out of there quicker. Lord, if that's true, then I would hate to see what happens if you don't sign up because right. it still took them. 45 minutes to get inside of the building and then once they got in there it took them like an hour or more longer to do and it what they wasn't getting their permit they wasn't getting their license they were just getting something like this getting some type of change or they're updating some paperwork i don't know I, I don't remember what it was but it shouldn't have t- taken an hour 45 plus minutes when I signed up for a time to come do what I got to do. And if you wait that hour and 45 minutes and you do not have the marriage certificate from Texas, it's over there. going back home. Yeah, it is. You're going to have to come back tomorrow and you could do the whole sign up again. But they're so particular about the documents and they're not documents we're used to needing uh, from other areas. It's it's something you need to research before and another thing is my kids had their license they had their utah license when they came or at least two of them right and because they weren't 18 yet connecticut made them go through this whole other training you cannot get a connecticut license even if you have your license from another state before 18 without completing connecticut's training which is exactly the same training that they received uh in you know the previous state you got to learn how to drive on these twisty, turny roads, Travis. I want to give Connecticut some credit. No, there's no credit because I don't remember them saying anything about the twisty, turny road oh. section of the <laughs> of the course. Yeah. Every place don't have this many 25 and 35 mile power speed limits like we do. So you got to, you know. Yeah, no, I will say it's something different. <laughs> we, we, paid, we paid a person to drive our moving van, mm-hmm. which was like a huge like moving truck here. And when we pulled up, like I wanted to give the guy a thousand dollar tip because when I realized how thin and how windy these roads were, I just, I thought that poor guy, that poor guy was doing this for hours and hours. Yes. Everyone must've been terrified of him and he must've been terrified that he was going to knock people off the road because they're, they're just not big enough for a moving truck. I don't know how anyone moves here. Yeah. And that's this area specifically. That's not new. Not every area, but uh, but 40% of the area is probably yeah. like that. All right. So the, the one in my, um, the one in my inbox, right? yes, the, the email, in, one. the one in our inbox, I'll say info at Connecticut dot show. Um, first of all, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to list some terms. You tell me if you've heard them. Coffee milk. Yes. I have no idea what coffee milk is. Me either. I heard it here. You, you, you heard it here. <laughs> we can't tell you what it is, but we've heard it here. Right. Um, is it, is it, is it actually coffee flavored milk? Is that what it is? Oh yeah. I, I really don't know. I, so here's the thing about me, you all, I'm going to tell y'all something about Terrence. Sometimes y'all are telling Terrence things. I don't know why I'm in front of myself with third person today, but I, 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 I'm going to keep it bizarre. going. Yeah, go ahead. Um, run Ricky run. Um, <clears throat> and what Terrence is doing is saying, what? Yeah. And I'm shaking my head. Sometimes you see that look in my eye. I'm trying to figure out what you're talking about. And that's happened to me quite a few times. Hence, grinder, same thing we were talking about before. I was like, yeah, I don't, I didn't know. So, and I still don't know what coffee milk is, but 
Why are you telling me the other terms? I'm going to find out. All right. The next one, have you heard of dynamite subs? This is apparently a Rhode Island thing. No. Never heard of it either. Dynamite subs. Sound good. Uh, clam cakes. Clam cakes? I imagine they're like crab cakes with clams. Uh, hit us up and tell us if clam cakes are good. <laughs> you, you can help us out with all of these yeah, terms. Yeah, because clam cakes just... That, that, yeah, I've never heard that before. Crab cakes, definitely. Lobster cakes, even. Okay, so uh, on, on the clam cake thing, though, I will say when I was here, I started looking up good restaurants, and I was very happy to hear that uh, Connecticut has often, there's a restaurant down, I think it's in Bridgeport. You correct me on that one if you know what I'm talking about, but there is a, a pizzeria that is commonly named the best pizza in the United States. It is often referred to as the best pizza in the world, like not the best pizza in the world, but like on the international best pizza list. You know the name of it? No, but I'll find out. Uh, my kids know it. But what was interesting is I thought, oh, that's great. We actually have one in, in Manchester. They have a, a sister store. Next to the furniture store across from the mall. Oh, goodness, I don't know. <laughs> but but I will say what was interesting was I went and, and looked it up, and the number one, and if you go out and look up uh, Best Pizza in the United States, you're going to see this place. So if you look it up right now, um, you'll see the one from Connecticut. But the pizza that they're saying is the best pizza is actually a clam pizza. It is a white sauce clam, and they actually say mm. get it with no cheese. So... Uh, but that was new to me. I, I had never heard of a white sauce, no cheese clam pizza. And we got it from another store and it didn't resonate with me, but I can I can put my hands up and say, we didn't get it from the best place in the United States version. Are you, do you have it there with you? Pepe's. Yeah, Pepe's. Yes, I'm looking it up right now. It is Pepe's Pizza. Yes, I have been there. It's, it's New Haven. New Haven, not Bridgeport. You're right, yes. <laughs> Um, so New Haven status is one of America's most important pizza cities, a, a designation it takes very seriously and nods to the history of Worcester Street, W-O-O-S-T-E-R, Institutions, Frank Pepe Pizzeria, and Sally's A Pizza. I've been to neither of these places. You, you hit me up with some history there that I didn't know, but there is a Worcester's Place Pizza also. That's a pizza place around here. Oh, so I wonder if that's a, a sister. Wonder, yeah. Um, it's called, so the, the pizza I'm talking about is called the Fresh Clam Pizza. I would totally eat that. Would you really? No. no I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, you're not a seafood guy, though. I mean, let's no. be fair. You probably wouldn't put seafood on your pizza under any circumstances. Touche. Yeah. Touche. Okay. Um, how did we get on the subject, Terrence? We were talking about best places to eat clam cakes we're talking about clam cakes uh what they oh, also I, wanted us mm -hmm. to know was clam chowder is usually white uh i think everyone knows that uh and then we drink tea with milk not lemon as as someone who doesn't drink tea i got nothing for you there i'm not a big tea drinker i have seen tea drink with milk before okay and then this one terrence ready for this i found it unusual that people tip their mechanics. <laughs> so, I think we talked about this one before. I, I'm sorry to all the mechanics I've been to here, which have been probably quite a few. And to the main one I go to, I apologize. 
I'm not saying I'm going to start tipping you now, but I apologize for not tipping you if that is a New England courtesy because I've never, ever heard of that before. Uh, I've never heard of it either, and, and yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, because I did not know this custom, no mechanic of mine has been tipped, and now I feel bad. Right. Um, going back with the Boston story, one of the things they said is a lot of Massachusetts people do not pronounce the letter R at the end of the word, which goes back to the story I was telling a little bit earlier. So, But I don't hear it that much. To your point, you say you yeah. heard it once. I don't think I've ever heard it besides on TV. But again, I don't hang out in Boston a lot. The, the one person who I talk to from Boston the most talks like Jason Statham, laughs like this. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one person I know. Uh, well, there you go. All right, Terrence, how do we how do we take this out? I I feel like we've touched on most of our user comments. We have not talked about the ones that say that you need to go to the big E. Uh, there's a couple guest recommendations that I I thought were really great. Um, someone Ow. did say, and we didn't we didn't touch on this either, that the weather here changes so quickly. And this was someone from California. I totally sympathize with this statement. Uh, they said that when they get here, they're excited and, and they're thinking that the temperature is going to kind of do its seasonal thing. They were expecting the four seasons. They were not expecting that within those four seasons, you might have all four seasons in a day, right? right. Really sunny, really rainy, really windy, really cold, and then back up to, to heat again. And that's an extreme version yeah. but yeah the weather changes on a dime here yes we do have many of those days where it's 80 40 at night you think again i guess not quite desert extremes but extreme enough for a place to that's not the desert and also i will say the how fast sometimes it seems like winter fall and winter comes it's always it's always been like hard for me to adjust to because it's and so, by the way, we're at this time of year for, for everyone. As you all know, it starts getting darker a little earlier. And here, darkness starts at, it's going to be 4 o'clock pretty soon. And that happens quickly also for me. It seems like one day it's still around 8 o'clock, it's still light. And then all of a sudden it's 7. And then it's 6.45. So I hadn't heard of the term SADS until I moved here. Seasonal Affective Disorder. Huh. I, I haven't heard it until this episode. Yeah. yeah. So I really understood it when I got here because, again, I remember calling my mother one time saying, this is at 4.30. And I was like, is the sun still out yeah. at home? She And she was like, Terrence, stop being stupid. You know the sun's still out. And I'm like, no, seriously. I was like, it's like 10 o'clock dark here right now. That's <laughs> I need to know. And I, and then, of course, you know, you do you do some Googling and stuff. But it is a it, – it, it, the change is really quick. One of the other comments that, speaking of weather, you know, tell people where to get clothes from and what to get, that one I agree with wholeheartedly also. Tell them what? What clothes to get, what winter clothes, what brands. Oh, maybe, yeah. Maybe not what brands, but... Uh, you could tell me that. We should have that episode. I don't know what brands to get. I would say a goose jacket because... No. It, it's, well, it gets cold enough. It gets no. cold enough. I will say this. <laughs> And also, it, I, they're trendy here. Yeah, you'll fit in a lot more if you have them. Yeah, you're, uh, you're talking about like the puffy ones, right? Like yeah. the segmented puffy ones. You need you need something. Well, so I'll say this: a leather jacket in the winter here is not the best thing to have. It looks good, but in a good snowstorm, a leather jacket is not the best jacket to have. No, 
when you when you get here, the first thing you're gonna realize is, man, it is so green here. But that comes because in the middle of summer, you have just complete downpours, right? Like with the this this Except season's this been year. super uh, dry, and it's been a terrible drought, and I'm so nervous about what it's gonna do to my fall. But on a normal year here, it there will be a significant downpour in the middle of a summer day. And we're not talking a light rain. We're talking a very angry, <laughs> aggressive downpour for about 25 minutes. Right. And then it's gone. It doesn't cool down. The, the rain that falls somehow is, is lukewarm. It does nothing to cool the temperature down, but it waters your grass. I don't know anyone here that has sprinklers because it's always raining. Touche. Have you ever seen sprinklers I on have, a lawn? I have not. With here. the besides, UConn, besides yeah. on campus, but yeah, besides commercial that, no. properties, yes, but no one has sprinklers in their home because it rains all the time. Yeah, and I on the on the dark comment is that partially because of the trees? Just because like I don't see the sky half the half the no, time anyway. No, it actually it actually gets darker early than earlier okay. than it does down south. I had like, a, there's like a if you if you look at that little weather app that has the the uh, day uh, sunrise and sunset. Yeah, you'll see the sunset is probably right now. If you go to, if you look down south, and look here, the difference is probably about forty five minutes right now. Is it? Yeah. So, I um I was at a physical with my doctor, and he's doing the blood work, and you know it's just a normal random physical, right? Just mm -hmm. you get him to stay healthy. And he's like, so yeah, I'm curious to see what your blood says. It'll probably be fine. You're a healthy guy. Uh, we want to check your vitamin D, but you live in New England, so it's going to be bad. You're probably going to want to take vitamin D. <laughs> yeah, you know, like he, he hasn't received any blood work simply because I live in New England. He's like, you should be taking vitamin D supplements. You're not going to get enough sun here. Yes, uh, I was told. I was told that when I was first told that uh, was when the pandemic started. Oh really? Yes, they were like, yeah, a lot of people, and there's like, okay, specifically black people don't don't get enough vitamin D because what you just said, the yeah. sun and things like things of that nature. The trees do not want you to get that sun. They're very greedy, uh, yeah. and so they just like they silly. It, when you see those fall pictures where you're looking down a street and there's trees on both sides and it looks like this beautiful wedding decorative like a, like a canop tunnel canopy. Yes, uh, those are beautiful. There's no question. Like when you see him, you're like, that is amazing. That is one of the most beautiful things I ever thought I'd see in my lifetime. I have no vitamin D in my body. You know, that's like the, that's the second thing you have to acknowledge. That's the price of that beauty. Nah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yes. All it's right. It's good for running though. It's good for running when I was running. Keep, was it? Keeps the, keeps the sun off of you. So you're it not also, getting beat down the whole time. Oftentimes it keeps the rain off of you. Like if yeah, you if you're too. running in a in a very tree populated area, it, it's hitting a lot of leaves before it gets to you. What what actually unless it's those downpours, those downpours, there's nothing you can do about they, it. They get you. But if it is a lighter rain, you kind of stay dry at the bottom mm -hmm. if you if you have a nice tree covering. Yes. So. And then in the winter time, it weighs down all those branches and causes power outages. Power outages. Yeah. A lot of always them. trees in the front yard. There's trees. There's trees just on the road. Uh, you're just driving at night and, and all of a sudden, Hey, this tree fell over in the last half hour. Right. We're going to go down that other road this time. Yes. Yeah. I want to give one more shout out to our people who wrote in, 
I want to give a shout out to the 12 turkeys that were in my yard yesterday. More turkeys, yeah. And I want to give a shout out to the foxes and coyotes that are around who apparently just letting these turkeys run around and win. <laughs> when y'all could be eating. Uh, I will say our squirrel population is out of control this year <laughs> as well. Uh, and there's foxes running through our backyard and it's like, what are you doing? You know, like, they, they ate too many squirrels. They, they have, maybe that's what's happening. They've eaten so much. They're like, I don't even want to eat anymore. I'm I saw a tired. fox run by a rabbit. The rabbit didn't care. The fox didn't care. That that fox was so well fed. Those two could have hung out. Like it's right. it's at that point where there's so much food for the predators here. And everyone, me and Travis are very interested in this also. If you want to send us a picture of a fisher cat that you that you've yes. seen in person, not not one that you Googled. A fisher cat that you took a picture of in your yard. We want to see that because we keep hearing this crying babies around yeah. that are supposed to be fisher cats. I haven't seen a fisher cat yet. I don't know if I want to see one the way people describe them, but fisher cats are real, you all. I just want to let our listeners know that. Either that or there are some terrifying things that happen out in the woods in the middle of the night <laughs> that we need an explanation for. So true. All right. For, bon, uh, bon Bavant, thank you again. Yeah, why don't you take us out for uh, for Terrence Abney and for Travis Poppleton. This is the Connecticut Show. Peace and love, y'all.